Welcome back or welcome to Nate 20. I'm one of your hosts, Nathan. I almost said my last name. Also known as Nate. Also known as Nate, hence the name of this entire show. And I'm Eddie. Yeah. Excited to talk about today. We are doing a this episode on races, which I think is a pretty exciting episode because we have to try and not make it sound like we're coming straight out of the book and think outside the box. Yeah, it, it is funny because this is like the first thing that you, when you start making your character, this is like one of the first things that you think about. But the books, the player's handbook actually covers this really, really well. So yeah, on the sh- surface, there's not a lot to talk about, but we found some things to talk about. Yeah, and it really is a shame because it means we get less content to talk about races. I will be all right. Uh, yeah, we'll be okay. Um, so do you want to do sort of the intro to what races actually mean? Yeah, so today we, one of the first things we wanted to talk about is how the concept of race in D&D has changed over the years. That shouldn't be a surprise because it's also changed a lot in society, mm-hmm. like real society. Real, So real. it's not that surprising that it's changed in D&D as well. <laughs> but if you go back to my time, you're way back when in AD and D. Picture a 13-year-old Eddie I really in can't the early that. to mid 1980s with greasy his friends. I did have greasy hair. I'm not allowed. Yeah. I don't. At least I had hair though. Um, and when I was looking at the player's handbook back then, it would say things like, "You can be an elf, and elves are always good." That's racist. Like, the worst you could be as an elf was neutral good. That's which, really sad. That's a, that's alignment, and we're going to talk about alignment in our critical concepts. Spoiler alert. Yeah, um, and it, And you could be a half-orc. <laughs> but the best you could be as a half-orc was neutral evil, because half-orcs were evil. That's just the way it was. Yeah, and in your campaign, like, nowadays, not way back when, yeah. um... One of your party members is a half-orc, and he's he's not evil. No. no. So, and they don't yeah. have to be. And that's sort of what's changed in D&D, is like, especially by the time we've gotten to 5th edition, like all of those kind of ideas are gone. And you can run into goblins that are perfectly nice people, and you can run into ogres who are fine, and there are evil elves out there that are... Drow. That are coming up with their ideas. But see, now, that's about race, but it doesn't have to be about is, race. There can be true. evil high elves out there that are plotting the destruction of the world as we know it or whatever. So um, that's something that's really changed over time. And I think it's a really great change. Like besides the fact that I think it re- it reflects the morals of a free society, which I think is a good yeah, thing. Um, it, I think it's also just game mechanic wise, it's just a lot more fun. Like it, it gives you a lot of versatility and you can do a lot of interesting things with race because again because most people that play these games has have either watched or read lord of the rings and things like that oh, people have their sort of movies. default ideas about things and so you can mess with that yeah i remember in the campaign you're playing in one of my absolute favorite things from that campaign is your traveling party ran into just a traveling group of like goblin tradesmen yeah. and you were all like pull your weapons out boys and they're like leave us alone we just want to yeah. go to the next town we're just humble merchants traveling through yeah we were really surprised yeah. by that and and then later in the campaign um we were sitting around a fire 
and we failed our perception checks or whatever. Me and another guy were, were the ones on watch. And an ogre came and sat down next to me on the fire and put his hand on my shoulder and That's was awesome. like, hello there. Hello. And I was freaking out and half pulling my sword out. And it turned out that he was just your friendly neighborhood scout. And he and his, the rest of the people in his tribe helped people get through this region and helped sort of be a quasi police force in the region um, to keep people safe on the road. And it was really cool uh, yeah. because it was not like I almost cut his head off or he would have pulled my head off. One of those yeah. two things was going to happen. One of those two things would have probably happened. But yeah, shout out to Ryan. He's an awesome DM. He's, yeah, he's, he's really right. cool. We'll probably have him on here at some point. Hopefully. Um, if we don't get him on, it'll be sad. So I think it's about time for us to make our break for our critical concept. Oh, yeah. um, so we'll see you on the other side of that. Yeah. And we're back with critical concepts. Yeah. If we've monetized this channel, which we haven't, you would have just heard of it. Commercial. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so in our critical concept today, we thought we would talk about alignment because we were just talking about how used to the different races had default alignments, but that's not true anymore. And alignment is something that's really important to sort of think about with your character. Um, in this segment, we're just going to kind of define some of the terms to do with alignments. Um, but maybe in a later episode, we'll sort of talk about how to think about alignment because some people get a little bit twisted up about this. Yeah. And sometimes people get a little upset about it. Um, so there's sort of good and evil, which is relatively obvious. Yeah. Like, like generally in like a role-playing game, a good person is somebody who will think of other people before they think of themselves, willing to sacrifice themselves and take risks for the good of others. Yeah. That's a neutral person is generally just a self-centered person uh, for the most part. That's really just your average human yeah. being. Yeah, they'll help somebody, especially if it's going to benefit them or if it's not going to really be that risky for them, they'll help another person. Um, they also might hurt somebody if it's not really going to be that risky for them to do it. But they're not really going to go out of their way one way or the other. An evil person is somebody who is self-centered, but they don't care what they do to accomplish their goals. They don't care who they hurt. And in some yeah. cases, true evil is part of the goal itself is to hurt other people yeah. um, or cause damage or whatever. But the more sort of less clear part, I think for some people is the part that goes with good and evil in yeah. D&D. And that's the terms lawful, neutral, and chaotic. So what does yeah. lawful mean, Nate? So lawful, if your character is a lawful character, which me personally, I've never actually played a lawful character. I think it'd be pretty fun though, but you're very like rule abiding and you want and or need there to be order. Um, and like a lawful evil character's goal is to establish order at any means necessary or be a part of order so or they be might a be part of order. they might be a soldier they don't have to be the leader yeah um, but they think there should be order yeah you know even if, even if it's an evil regime they think there should be order in the universe yeah yeah good do you want to explain chaotic yeah sure so on the other side of that chaotic is Sort of exactly what it sounds like. So a chaotic good person is generally going to do good things. Their instinct is going to be to do good, but they will often do that in very unpredictable ways. And no matter how good they are, they will 
sort of chafe against and resist rules and yeah. people trying to make them do certain things in certain ways. Um, chaotic characters actually are fun, but a challenge to a party because the whole idea of a party, a group of people, is, is that we're going to work together and, and then chaotic, chaotic people so don't like, work and play well. They're like, okay. I swim against the flow of water. <laughs> yeah, and so like a chaotic evil character is just they want to watch the world burn like they are they're just out to just make everything as crazy as possible and cause as much damage in a short amount of time as possible so chaotic evil characters are are really interesting and of course like the the classic example in D&D of the difference between lawful and chaos is in evil is with devils and demons so in D&D devils are all lawful evil yeah. Um, and they believe there's a very strict order to the devil society. And there's a strict way of thinking about how you move up the ladder. Yeah, like Whereas, literally the nine hells. Yeah, if yeah. you become stronger, you move up yeah. in the nine hells. Or down, actually. But, or down, yeah. if you become um, But And then demons, on the other hand, are pure chaos. Yeah. And they will turn on whoever is on their side without even thinking about it twice and they just want to do as much damage as they can as long yep. as fast as they can yeah yeah Demon's um tough. so what about neutral Neutral's kind of interesting because it's the one where you can be neutral just by itself and you can also be neutral with good and neutral with evil but neutral with good or evil just sort of means you don't it's like not something you always do. Like a neutral evil character will do evil when it conveniences them. Hmm. Like, well, so it's kind of the scale is like, there's good neutral and evil. If you sort of look at that on the horizontal and then on the vertical, there's lawful and neutral, neutral and evil. Okay. So true neutral. Chaotic. Or chaotic, sorry. Yeah. Um, and so the difference between the neutral that goes between lawful and chaotic is basically a person who, again, like your average person in our society today, they will generally keep the rules. They probably don't actually care very much about the rules other than they don't want to get in trouble. And if they can break a rule and not get caught, they probably will. Yeah. So they're not pure chaos, but they're also not like constantly running around trying to make sure everybody keeps the rules. They're somewhere in there. Yeah. And like a neutral good person, they're like your average upstanding citizen they'll like do good sometimes but like they're not just gonna like go out of their way and like jump in front of an arrow for someone well but i think it's also i think a neutral good character it would be like if there was a law that was between me and doing good for another person i probably would be like that law's probably not all that important where a lawful good character would be like what are you talking about we always have to we always have to do keep the rules there's a structured way of doing things so yeah, a neutral person is sort of exactly what it sounds it's, like. It's between lawful and chaos, yeah, where they're going to break a rule here and there um, without feeling too bad about it. But generally, they'll go along to get along. Yeah, it's kind of like half-calf. It's like half And that's our critical concept for Yeah, today. that was fun. Welcome back from our critical concepts, and we're going into the next segment, which is interesting ways to use the different races, which Mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited about. 
this is the main topic of this entire episode, and I think it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah. So, I think we're going to just jump right in, and um, let's talk about some ways to get more creative with the classics. Do you want to explain what I mean by that? Yeah, so this is where I'm going to sound like an old man. Yes. (laughs) But I kind of always sound like an old man. Like, back in my day, we didn't have so many races, and we didn't. And I, like now, I know everybody's like everybody wants to be a, a tiefling Boo. or a minotaur or. Wait, can you play minotaur? Oh, Is that yeah, a I'm sure, race? I'm sure that's out there. Yeah. Um, or an Erico or one of you know and Tabaxi and these all these races are super cool. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, all I'm saying is you can also get creative with the classics. Like you can yeah. take an old race, at, like one of the more familiar races, and you can do something really fun with them. You know, like, so um, a while back I was doing a campaign and a friend of mine who he had never played D&D before in his life. And I had so much fun playing with him and some of the other people on that campaign because none of them had ever played before. That's awesome. But he played the sort of classic Elven Archer. He basically made Legolas. And as he was like making his character, I was like, oh, okay. And I wasn't saying anything. It was his first time. I was like, yeah, of course, go for it. Make Legolas, whatever. But then when he started playing, like, the character that he created was so much fun to play with because basically his idea was his stats were that he had high charisma very low wisdom very low intelligence so the way he played it was and also he had extremely high dexterity because he was an elven archer so the way he played it was that he was an elf who had been adventuring and living among lesser races he didn't always say that all the time but but like halflings and humans and stuff like that for so long, and they were all so amazed at his, how handsome he was and how talented he was, that he had become extremely vain. And so his character was a riot. Like he would, he would walk into a village for the first time and he would hand out little scrolls and he'd be like, I'm handing out scrolls to all the villagers. And I would say, what's on the scrolls? And he would, well, first he would ask me if they looked like they were literate or not. (laughs) If I said, yeah, it looks like they probably can read. Then he would pick he would give them scrolls that had writings about his deeds on them and if it looked like he was in a farming village or something where people were illiterate he would give them scrolls where he had made use made art of him defeating a monster or something (laughs) and like he was so funny one time they fought this big battle and at the end one person is like looting another person like the cleric is like healing people and i turned to him and i said you know what's your character doing and he just looked at me and he said, I'm reflecting on my glory. That's amazing. And it's like, it was such a fun twist on an elf. It was not what you expect an elf to be like at all. And it was just a really fun character. So like, that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about where it's just, you get creative. Yeah, where in our campaign, one of the characters is actually a lot like that. I remember once he um, went to like a tavern and just, um, like stood up on the table and bought everyone like a free round of beers and he's like remember the name yeah. Bobby and then <laughs> the next day you're like hey one of the villagers was like hey you you're the guy Bali I forgot your name <laughs> thanks for the support. drinks man and, um, and he's like tell the village of my deeds <laughs> and he like collect- but he's a bard so that's kind he of he is character. a bard so that's more 
that's more expected of him. Yeah. But like, still, he's he's really fun to play with. And, but like, we have lot. another friend who one of his best characters is a halfling, who's kind of a bitter vet. Like he he started out as kind of a classic halfling that was a reluctant adventurer, but he's seen some stuff and some really bad things have happened to him. And so now he pops up in campaigns or one shots here or there, and he is kind of over it and very cynical at everything. Not what you would expect a halfling to be at all. And uh, so wait, he's a what, really interesting wait, which character. Wait, character is this? Tommy. It's Josh's Tommy. Character. Shout out to Josh. Yeah, shout out um, to Josh. We're okay. going to have him on the show soon. So don't be afraid to get creative with the classics. To take, to take a classic race and say, what can I do with this that will make it kind of interesting? The other thing we wanted to talk about is some things about playing one of the rare races. So if you say, yeah. oh, you know, I just really want to be a tabaxi or I really want to be one of these I things. Still, not I'm not sure tabaxis are in 5e. Actually, yes, they are. Are they? Yeah. They might be homebrewed. Uh, yeah, you can okay. definitely play them. Oh, yeah. there's so many homebrew races. Yeah, though. and don't be afraid to try those because they can be really fun. Yeah, someone in our But so if you really want to play something that's out there, what, what are some things you need to keep in mind? Well... One of those things that I think is actually really important to keep in mind is um, a couple questions. One of them being, why are you here? Mm. Like, because in, this was a while back in like a family campaign that we did and my character was a tiefling and I never really addressed the question. But like, now that I look back on that, I'm like, why was that there? Mm. Like. And it keeps bugging me. I'm like, I can't believe I never thought of a reason for, like, a strange race to just be in your average village. Yeah, and, you know, there's lots of settings nowadays that where there's all, like, you're in a city and there's all kinds of races. Oh, yeah. And that's fine. But, like, you know, if you're in a situation where your DM has either homebrewed something or he's using a prepared, you know, thing, a pre-made thing, and it's a mainly human city... And you're a bird person. Paracocra. Well, why are you there? And it's not like you shouldn't be there, but it's like you have to give some thought to that. Like, and you have to know that your character is going to be noted. You know, like people are going to remember you. Some people are going to be fascinated by you, stuff like that. So it's a thing where your race is going to be like sort of the central thing about your character in the game. And that's, yeah. that's perfectly fine. It can make for a really interesting character. Yeah. Um, but it's something that's worth thinking about. Um, whereas maybe your DM says, hey, you know, I, this is my homebrew world and actually where you guys are starting that area, everybody in that area is dwarves. Like you're, you're in a continent where almost everybody on this continent is dwarves. Which, well then, you know, that where... if you're a dwarf, that's cool. Like, if you're if you're a human, you have to think about what is a human doing here? Yeah. Um, because he's probably going to get asked that. People are going to be like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, like, it's just, that's something that's worth thinking about. But it's definitely not something, you know, it's something you can, you can deal with in your party or whatever that you make things really interesting. And yeah, if you're, like, on the ball about what race you should be, it, like, I mean, I understand going, like, rare with the races. But if you do that, you do have to justify why. Because... It's definitely not something you just see everywhere. Yeah. Unless you are playing a uh, yeah. character like that. Well, it's that. just something you probably should have thought through because yeah. the DM's probably going to have NPCs ask you about it and sort of question it. Yeah. So. It's worth um, And that. the last thing that we were going to talk about is having fun with kids because, yeah. you know, 
I started doing role playing with you and your sisters when you were really little. Like, like I mean, little kids love to love to role play. Like, pretend we're dinosaurs or pretend we're fairies or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, and and so when you start playing role playing games with kids, that's something that you can easily do. Like, have have your kid and their friends come over and have some characters already made for them and you can use like simplified rules and stuff like that which maybe we'll do an episode on that sometime yeah um but have them all be fairies and like and they just fly around and they have like a little adventure in like maybe somebody's back garden or you know like like in a enchanted wood or something like that and um the kids absolutely love that kids love to pretend to be big so do like do a game or a scenario with your kid where they get to be a Goliath or a giant or something like that. And they're stomping around and they're throwing boulders and smashing things and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I think role playing just really comes naturally to kids. And so giving them the opportunity and letting them say, what do you want to be? What do you want to try to be? And maybe they're like, oh, you know, I want to be a centaur or whatever. Well, just run with it and have yeah. fun with it because kids love that just sparks their imagination and that's what role playing is all about it's like yeah. really just imagining something and then telling the story together i vaguely remember a time when you foolishly let me dm i think i might have been four yeah um but i had you and my mom's character and maybe tilly's character who i think she actually was a fairy yeah. um we ended off with you about to fight this big dark lord who had like 80 hydras, 103 yetting, yetis, and like something else. That definitely sounds like you. Yeah, that that really... That, and I mean, we didn't really call it DMing then. We just like, we were telling a story together and sometimes I would tell the story, lead the story, and you guys would pitch in. And other times I would let you guys lead the story and say what happened and everything. But. What we were doing, like you can see that now looking back on it, is we were playing a really simplified version yeah. of D and D or uh, or another role playing game. And like a while, a little while back, um, as like sort of a class at our church, um, you did a little role playing game, and it was really fun. Mm. You did like a little role playing game with us, with like some of my friends, where like we were on a boat and there we had like very simple weapons and there was a pirate ship chasing us and you would like knock the table <laughs> and like flip and scare the crap out of me yeah um i got i got all of you guys with that one. oh that yeah fun. you really did maybe we'll save that for another episode though where we talk about yeah. like Don't... introducing introducing people to role-playing games because i actually believe that there are only a handful of people on the planet that would not like a role-playing game if they really if they were introduced to, in the right way. Yeah. It's just most people, what their idea of D&D is, is looking at rules in books and... Which it really isn't. Well, it can be. Yeah. I've, I've played it. <laughs> I've played with groups like that and it is not have, very much fun. I've never played So I can understand like why, that. yeah, you've been blessed, my son. Yes. Um, but I can understand why people don't, don't enjoy that and walk away from that. But it can be really, really fun. Anyway, yeah. so that is our episode on races in D&D. Yeah, now we yeah. will almost certainly come back in some future episode and talk all about elves or all about Aracoa or something like that. Aracocra. Aracocra. I'm terrible. Aracocra. Aracocra. I don't know how to say that. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. We will almost certainly come back and talk about that in the future. Yeah. But this is our just beginning box. to figure out your character episode. 
Yeah. Anyway, thanks everybody. Peace. See ya.